Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to Change Ed. Changed. I am your host, Andrew Kuhn, a project consultant from Montgomery County Intermediate Unit. And here with me today is Tony Marabito from Carbon Lehigh Intermediate Unit, staff development facilitator. I know Andrew loves when I throw those words out. There. there it is, baby. Thanks for sharing that. That makes my day every single time. Today, we are going to be wrapping up our phenomenon conversation, which really is not fair because we're probably going to be talking about it all the time. But I can say we're going to wrap up our introductory part of the conversation to phenomenon because phenomenon uh, is something that is in existence throughout steels in Pennsylvania, not just uh, something we talk about and we move on. This is really a big mind shift. We're changing the way that we think about teaching and learning science. But today we're going to be talking about going from explanation to exploration. What does that flip look like? Because it's really literally a flip. Like you're flipping it on on its on its head, or can even imagine it being like a a seesaw, right? Like you've got your pendulum. Oh wow, look at these scientific things I'm learning. I did not have phenomena right there. Right. So it's a swing up and down. And what does that look like? How does that work for us? So Tony, as I think about this. Um, this is really about what kids are doing and how they're doing it. So when we talk about, and when we think about this as educators, we've actually already got all the elements that we need. All that we have to look at doing when it comes to phenomenon is switching around the order, right? Like how do we, you know, instead of saving that secret sauce for the very end, let's lead with that and have them get into the learning by doing that. Uh, you know, often we'll, we'll have, Kind of our learning and your vocabulary and you know we we go through uh, you know a quiz and then maybe a test and then we'll do some sort of a very controlled lesson controlled for a lot of reasons right all of which we've already talked about this month i don't have enough time we're limited on, on resources right uh, we've got too many kids in the classroom it could be for any reason not taking away from that experience it was good right it was boxed and it was controlled and it was good and things were happening but now we can do this differently to where like we leave with the phenomena and then we create a, a question wall of what are your questions and we drive students through that the job of the teacher is no longer to dispense information it's to allow learning to happen in the classroom let's have discourse let's have conversations about what's happening about what we're what we're thinking right our thinking might not always be right and that can be scary as an educator, because we like we have this knowledge that we've attained, but allowing that free flowing thinking, our job at the end as educators is to synthesize all of that information that we've gathered and to get everybody kind of on the right page. But we're, we're creating a safe space where you can question, where you can be curious, where you can wonder. So we're being model learners and we're also allowing our learners to enter into that space. I mean, how does how does that, you know? gift of knowledge hits you right there, Tony. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a good mic drop moment. But I think this explanation to exploration is definitely a shift that's, that's starting to occur. Like we, we, we need to, I think most teachers recognize that we need to engage students in this like active learning, critical thinking, problem solving type learning rather than just the passive uh, reception of information, right? Like we're just receiving this information and we're going to take that test. I like how you said, maybe put that secret sauce up front, make that your hook. Make sure that we're we're actively learning. We're hands on. We're minds on. We're giving them a real world relevance in, into what we're teaching, 
and you know, in, including inquiry. So we're, uh, there's a lot of pieces there. Uh, it's a lot. It was a lot, I think, our science classes in particular, of a lot of sit and get. And now we're kind of giving them something in the beginning and letting them explore. I think um, that's kind of the shift that allows uh, this this explanation to exploration type of learning happen. You know, and I, I want to give you credit for this because right before we started to record this, you you mentioned to me about this, and I just want to make sure we call it out that while we're talking about our content is science, this phenomenon, overall phenomenon of learning and education and how it works, is not limited to science. Uh, any of any any conference, every training, any learning that I go to, under whichever content area it is, it does not matter. This is what everyone is talking about. The terms are going to look different, right? The vocabulary sounds different, but the concepts are the same, right? We've got to get kids talking to each other. We have to get them thinking. We have to get them doing. We need to get them uh, minds on, minds on, right? If there's a takeaway, it's minds on. And that is across the board for education. Has that been your experience as well? Yeah, I can. Uh, with the work we've been doing here at the IU, we've been trying to you know, obviously our focus is steals and on science, but we're trying to go cross-curricular with this because there's so many different pieces. One of, I know we brought it up in a previous episode about time. You know, where do we find the time? Well, you can kind of do this across the different content areas, right? So we just very, very quickly, let me uh, toot my own horn here. We did a little create a tiny house project, right? So we're tying in math. We're tying in the science of having this tiny house. We're tying in economics. It's going across um, content areas and grade levels in, in some instances, but we're starting with this phenomena of a tiny house. What is it? And then we're trying to recreate and build our own. And then we're asking the why, why is this a thing? So th I, my point is, this is more than just science. This is how we should be learning in general. Here's a problem or here's a situation. Let's dive into it. Let's ask questions. Let's have that driving question board. Cause when we present this to teachers that, you know, I, and I'm guilty of it myself too. We can't answer all their questions because we have to get through this content. But if we have something like a driving question board, or we can look at like once a week for 15 to 20 minutes on a Friday at the end of the day, or, or whenever we have a few extra minutes, you know, we kind of naturally solve some of these questions just by the learning that takes place. So uh, there's a lot of different pieces to it, but long story short, cross content is, is this could be seen um, in all subject areas. Right. I mean, you hit on a really important key aspect, which is integration. And actually our student standards are all about integration even embedded in each of the standards are like, here's how you can connect to other content, right? right? They already call it out because it's encouraged immensely and how all things thrive, right? Like the, the iPhone is the iPhone uh, because of all parts stem. Uh, and even when you think about it, all parts steel is steals as well. That is, it's not right. that um, the, uh, the Apple corporation didn't sit down and say, okay, now everyone, we are going to now science, about creating a phone great now let's technology about right like they didn't break it out they did all those things at the same time they took aspects they they, they took them from all all different areas and when we talk about our seps right our science and engineering practices the same idea right there are times where you're doing multiple things at once and you're you're asking the questions and you're trying to solve the problems and you're looking at it from all these different angles and saying well well with this solution is it going to cause other problems or other issues so our brains are hardwired to be integrated, not to separate out. You know, that separation that happened was a systems issue, right? Like we had to, how are we right. going to break this out? And um, what does that look like? And how does that work? So 
one thing that I wanted to mention about phenomenon that I think is important is that, you know, phenomena can be looked at as as a story, right? The, the theme of the book is the phenomenon. But, uh, you know, like every good book, you don't you don't get the answers right away. Instead, you're hooked. Uh, you know, then you could have your anchoring phenomenon is, is the theme of the book. And then you could have your supporting phenomenon. That That is part of that. And, uh, you know, it, it's your different chapters and it drives deeper. But really, when you think about it, you know, you, you have your character development, you're setting the stage, then you have your kind of your rising action, uh, your your climax, kind of your falling action and your resolution. And you can use your your question wall as even supporting that. So it's uh, that could be your different chapters, right, that are trying to get us to this end or this conclusion. The beautiful thing about this is that uh, a lot of this is is meant to feel spontaneous, but it's not necessarily spontaneous because you as the educator in the classroom are the guide, right? Like you have this knowledge, you have this expertise that no one else in that room might have at this time, but you are going to be able to uh, help guide them to that spot instead of driving them to that spot. So it's this is not a GPS experience. This is not a, let me plug it into my phone and, and a right. machine will tell me when to turn, where to turn, how to get there, right? That's kind of like, know the vocab, do this, do this, do this, you follow these directions. Instead, this is a scavenger hunt. Let's go on a scavenger hunt. Let's go figure this out, right? We don't know what we're going to run into, uh, like the story of Little Red Riding Hood, right? Like she ran into all sorts of things she wasn't expecting your, to. Your favorite story, I remember, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what big teeth you have, Johnny Marabito. I mean, grandmother. Uh, so as we as we look at this, as we consider this aspect, remember this, we are telling a story. We're telling a story of learning that they can then tie back to. And this dates back so far in human history, right? The essence of us is telling stories. It's how we pass down knowledge. It's how we pass time, right? Before the internet machine and before screens and before watching YouTube, it was telling each other stories, right? And we talked to each other. And that's evolved as, as our technology has evolved. But you think about it now, YouTube, TikTok, whatever it might be, they're telling a story. Telling right? a story. Yeah. And they're entertaining you. Everything is about telling a story. So grasping this power of telling a story and doing it the way we're doing it is is amazing, right? Because even in those stories, they'll start out with like, oh no, this happened. And then you go off on this tangent about how like all these other things happen, and then you bring it back to the beginning. And I think that's important when we look at it. I know. I know you always say no free ads, but I'm going to throw out there Open Syed one more time because I mean, even Open Syed calls it a unit storyline. So even though we're talking about Earth's surface changes, right? It's a storyline. So it gives teachers um, some some questions that can lead to the next piece of content. So having that story, that question wall that you said, I, I mean, it's even written into a curriculum now that we've even changed science into a storyline and uh, allowed students to ask questions that guide us through all the different content areas. So we're still covering that content, right? But we're following their driving questions and allowing the teacher to be creative in how do we get to the, the next content piece. And Open Syed does a great job of, of putting that out there and putting in print for teachers right there um, that gives them the questions that students should be asking and how to guide those questions into the next um, lesson. So the unit storyline on Open Syed, very well done by them. Well, thank you to our uh, unpaid paying sponsors for being part of this episode. One of my favorite books when I was a kid was a choose your own adventure book. 
And the reason I loved it is because as a reader, I felt like I had control over where the story was going. But plot twist, I didn't, right? Like <clears throat> the options were already figured out. They already knew where the story was going to go. I just felt like I had control. I had the illusion of having control. And that's how this phenomenon-based learning, these steel standards are meant to work. We want our learners to be engaged and feel like they're part of the story. They know what's going to, they, they, they helped us formulate the learning, which they do by being in the classroom. But really, we're the authors, right? Like we're, we're navigating this. When, when that question wall, maybe there's a couple of questions that all can be grouped together to say, it sounds like we're asking about this. So it doesn't just have to be what they're asking, right? We can group them together and we can we can combine their thoughts. Again, that synthesization, putting these things together so it all comes together and makes sense. Final thoughts, Tony Marabito. Um, final thought is I think you did a great job. Well, my final thought is, is that absolutely no one would disagree with you. And we appreciate <laughs> that perspective so much. So uh, thank you for tuning in with us. Uh, again, we're going to wrap up this uh, phenomenal introduction to Phenomenon. But this is something that so is, did there. Yeah, this is something that is a critical component to our steel standards and will not be going away anytime soon. And we'd love to uh, continue to dive into it. We will, you know, as as often as it makes sense without creating phenomenon fatigue, which is something we should talk about sometime. We are going to uh, keep this alive and this conversation going. So thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all of our listeners worldwide. And uh, we will see you next time.